Good morning, and welcome to Simply Economics. It's Friday, February 16th. On today's show, the Rural Economic Survey paints an overall negative picture while traders weigh economic data and the dollar remains steady. Plus, computer science and economics experts discuss the influence of AI on the job market amid tech layoffs. This coverage and more, up next. I'm David, and you're listening to Simply Economics. We start off with a concerning economic trend. For the sixth month in a row, a regional survey reflecting the economic conditions of rural farmers and businesses has shown a negative trend. This is according to Ernie Goss, an economist at Omaha Creighton University who leads the 10-state analysis. Here to discuss this further is Michael, a correspondent for Simply Economics. Can you tell us more about this survey and its findings? Certainly, David. The Rural Main Street Index survey provides an early economic snapshot of 10 regional states that rely heavily on agriculture and energy. It focuses on approximately 200 rural communities with an average population of 1,300. The survey, which was launched in 2006, is the brainchild of Goss and Bill McQuillan, former chairman of the Independent Community Banks of America. And what are the key findings from the February survey? The overall reading of the index fell to 46.2 in February from 48.1 in January. The index ranges between 0 and 100, with a reading of 50.0 representing neutral growth. The region's farmland price index fell to 57.7 from January's 64.0, but it has remained above neutral growth for 51 consecutive months. However, the survey points to solid but slowing growth in farmland prices. What are some of the other highlights from the region? Nearly three-fourths of the bankers identified falling farm commodity prices as the biggest risk for farms in 2024. More than four out of 10 bankers named farm commodity prices as the biggest risk for community banks this year. About 44% of bankers indicated that the financial positions of farmers in their area had weakened over the past six months. The farm equipment sales index fell below growth neutral for the eighth time in the past nine months. What about the specific situation in Nebraska? Nebraska's overall rural index for February slumped to 34.4 from 39.5 the previous month. The state's farmland price index declined to 53.1 from 60.0, and its new hiring index went down to 44.2 from 45.5. According to data from the International Trade Association, Nebraska's exports of agriculture goods and livestock fell 35.5% in 2023 from 1.35 billioners in 2022. That's quite a significant drop. What could be the potential implications of these findings? The implications could be far-reaching, especially for rural communities that heavily rely on agriculture. The falling commodity prices and the weakening financial positions of farmers could lead to a slowdown in the rural economy. The drop in farm equipment sales also indicates a potential decline in investment in farming operations. These factors combined could have a significant impact on the livelihoods of people in these communities. Thanks for the update, Michael. As we continue to monitor these economic situations, let's shift our focus to the currency market. The dollar remains steady, marking its fifth consecutive weekly gain as investors evaluate economic data and firm expectations 
of the Federal Reserve cutting rates in June. Meanwhile, the yen is trading at the psychologically significant $150 per dollar level. To delve deeper into this, we have our correspondent for Simply Economics. Can you give us a rundown of the current state of the dollar? Certainly, David. The dollar index, which measures the US currency against six major rivals, was up 0.09% at 104.35 on Friday. This comes after a 0.4% dip on Thursday. Despite the slight decrease, the index is on track to gain 0.2% for the week. This would mark its fifth consecutive weekly gain. What led to the dollar's slip on Thursday? The dip was largely due to a mixed set of US economic data. Retail sales fell more than expected in January, largely due to declines at auto dealerships and gasoline service stations. However, a separate report showed that initial claims for state unemployment benefits fell 8,000 to a seasonally adjusted 212,000 for the week ended February 10th, indicating a tight US labor market. How are these economic indicators influencing market expectations? The softening US activity has caused the dollar's momentum to take a breather. However, market expectations on the timing and magnitude of the first Fed rate cut continue to drive volatility in foreign exchange markets. A series of strong economic data has quashed any lingering expectations of an early and deep rate cut from the Fed. Traders are now pricing in an 80% chance of a rate cut in June. What about the yen? It's trading at the key 150 per dollar level. Yes, the yen, which is highly sensitive to US rates, is under persistent pressure as investors pare back their expectations of the scale and pace of the Federal Reserve's easing cycle. The Asian currency is down 6% this year. The 150 mark is a level that puts the market on alert for possible intervention by Japan to weaken its currency. What's the situation with other currencies? The euro was down 0.7% to 1.763, while sterling was last at 1.2582, down 0.4% on the day. The Australian dollar eased 0.2% to 651s, while the New Zealand dollar is down 0.21% to 629. In the world of cryptocurrencies, Bitcoin last rose 1.16% to 51,966.22. Thank you for the comprehensive update, James. Now shifting our focus to the commodities market, gold prices have seen a recovery, reclaiming the $2,000 mark due to falling U.S. Treasury bond yields and mixed U.S. economic data. The XAUSD posted gains of 0.61%, trading at 2,350 as the Asian session begins. Here to delve deeper into this is Bella, a correspondent for Simply Economics. Can you tell us more about the factors driving gold prices? Certainly, David. The latest data from the United States was mixed, which weighed on the US dollar and boosted gold's appeal. Retail sales for January saw a decrease of minus 0.8% month over month, falling short of both the previous month's figures and the estimated minus 0.1% contraction. This decline was largely attributed to reduced sales at auto dealerships and gasoline service stations, with stormy weather conditions further dampening sales. And how did the job market fare during this period? Initial jobless claims for the latest week came in at 212K lower than both the forecasts and the previous week's reading of 220K. This was somewhat unexpected, given that claims were anticipated to increase following announcements of layoffs by several companies. What about the U.S. Treasury bond yields and the U.S. dollar index? On Thursday, U.S. Treasury bond yields lost two basis points and finished at 4.236%, 
while the U.S. dollar index dropped 0.41% to 104.28. These developments also contributed to the rise in gold prices. What's the Federal Reserve's stance on inflation at the moment? Federal Reserve Vice Chairman for Supervision Michael Barr stated that the path to 2% inflation would be bumpy following the latest U.S. inflation report. The Consumer Price Index came in at 3.0% YOY, below the previous reading of 3.4%, but missed estimates of 2.9%. What's the technical outlook for the gold price? Gold price is neutral to downward biased, even though it trades above the 200-day moving average. From a price action standpoint, gold has achieved successive series of lower highs and lows, opening the door for further downside. However, sellers must reclaim the 100 DMA at 196.1 cents, which could open the door to test the December 13th low of 1973.13, followed by the 200 DMA at 1965.41 cents. Conversely, if buyers push prices above the 50 DMA at 2031.80, gold could aim towards the February fur high at 2065.60. We appreciate your insights, Bella. Now, shifting gears to the tech industry, in January, several major tech companies, including Google, Amazon, and Meta, announced a wave of layoffs, resulting in over 20,000 workers losing their jobs. Some of these companies cited investments in AI as a reason for the cuts. However, experts in computer science suggest that the factors surrounding layoffs extend well beyond AI. Here to delve into this topic is Celeste, a correspondent for Simply Economics, can you tell us more about the reasons behind these layoffs? Certainly, David. While some companies have pointed to AI investments as a reason for the layoffs, experts suggest that the job cuts can be attributed primarily to high costs, rapid growth, lack of focus, investor pressure, interest rates, and other business considerations. Professor Sriram Krishnamurthy, for instance, noted that tech firms did a lot of hiring during the pandemic and may have overshot the mark. So it's not just about AI then, but how does AI factor into this situation? AI does play a role. Companies like Meta and Stripe admitted to overhiring during the pandemic and are now pivoting to AI in hopes of dominating the market. This could mean hiring more in areas focused on AI and laying off in areas that seem less core to AI work. However, as Professor David Odor from MIT pointed out, we don't know the full extent of AI's impact yet. What does this mean for the labor market and the types of jobs that will be considered important in the future? According to Shiresh Venkata Subramanian, a professor of computer science and data science, there will likely be a shift in the labor market in the next several decades. New fields will be created that we couldn't have imagined even five years ago. Entry-level jobs are likely the most vulnerable to AI developments. If a job feels rote, it could probably be automated using code synthesis systems. And how does this impact the structure of white-collar work? AI's potential to increase efficiency might impact the structure of white-collar work in the same way the computer revolution affected the structure of office work. AI has the potential to make elite occupations more accessible. If more people are able to enter the professions without as much expensive investment, it could create more good jobs and reduce costs of some activities. What advice do these experts have for students currently looking for a job? Venkata Subramanian advises students to build transferable skills and gain exposure to working with AI. 
He also suggests that students should be creative and keep their ear to the ground as to what jobs are coming up and how they can translate their skills into that job. Otter, on the other hand, encourages students to build analytical thinking skills while learning to utilize AI for increasing efficiency. That's certainly valuable advice. Thanks for being here, Celeste. And on that note, we wrap up our stories for today. Thanks for listening to Simply Economics. We'll see you back here tomorrow.